life just takes a nosedive. Here's what you say. You say, well, why should I keep praying? God, I prayed and prayed and prayed, and this thing hadn't changed. Nothing's happened, God. I'm just forget it, God. Just, just forget it. It's not that I'm not saved, God. I just forget it. You're not answering my prayer. Uh, I'm, you don't, you're not paying me any mind. You get yourself in a big mess. And when you get yourself in a mess with God, you're in a real mess. When you tell him you're not going to pray, you don't want to talk to him anymore, he's not answering your prayer, and then what happens? When people begin to worry and become anxious enough, they've got to have something to help them. And there's so many millions and millions and millions of people who buy drugs week after week, whether it's at the pharmacy or on the street corner somewhere, trying to get through, trying to deal with. And you know what? Those things not a solution. Or, for example, they want to get their mind off of it, been mistreated, whatever. They go out and have some affair or some, commit some sexual sin, get their mind. Now you've got a major problem. None of these things are solutions. And so what's the consequence? The consequence is what happens to your physical body. Because we're in anxiety. And some of you can stand up and give testimonies, cause headaches. And what happens is this. You get headaches, can't sleep. You keep at it and you'll have an ulcer. Then you have high blood pressure. Then you have a heart attack. You say, well, those things are not going to happen to me. Here's what happens. There are many people who have all of that and who've had all of those things who will give you some other reason why they had it. It all begins oftentimes, not all the time, but oftentimes it all begins with worry, which causes tension and stress in the human body and what ulcers and high blood pressure and headaches and sleeplessness and heart attacks and whatever else can happen. You say, well, a little bit of worry never hurt anybody. You're not counting. Count all the things that I've said so far. All of these things are realistic consequences, consequences of worry. And so when you think about that, you think about things that could happen to your life, think about what happens to your emotions. You, know, you cannot worry and have peace at the same time. You can't be anxious and peaceful. They don't fit at the same time. So you lose your joy and your peace. You know what happens? Next thing you know, your center of interest has now become things. You want something to make you feel better. If I go out and buy one of these, maybe what I need is that. And so what happens is the next thing you know, you find yourself in the circle of materialism. You find yourself in the circle of things. Well, if I had this and if I, if I had, I, I will, I'll get over this. This will help me if I have this. And you know what happens? That's why people get in debt. They pull out the credit cards to help them feel better. It is not a prescription for getting over anger or hostility or bitterness or simple worry. It's not a solution to any of those things. And so what happens? People get into it. They worry and fret and fume and cause tension and stress. The physical body can only stand so much of that. Then it begins to react. And when you think about how wealthy this nation is and all the wealth of knowledge we have about medicine, we're one of the, one of the unhealthiest nations on earth compared to other nations our size. We're one of the most unhealthy. What is it that's causing it? Worry and stress and tension and all the things that happen, then after a while, they take their toll on the human body. They have a crippling effect. And so you can't perform. You can't reach your peak. You can't be the person God wants you to be. You lose your smile. You lose your joy. You lose your sense of contentment if you ever had any. And after a while, you know what happens? You lose your testimony. Oh, you, are, you, are you a Christian? Why do you come to work every morning down in the mouth just worried about this? I, th I thought God's supposed to answer your prayers. 
Now, they may not say that to you, but they'll think it. Well, if you're a Christian and Jesus is everything you say he is, then certainly he ought to be taking care of you, and you're just fretting and fuming about life. Worry doesn't fit a child of God. If you're not a Christian, you have lots of things to worry about, fret about, become anxious about, lots of things to be fearful of in life. But if you're a child of God, he said, do not worry, do not worry, do not worry. He didn't say it to make us feel good. He said it because it is not necessary. It doesn't fit who we are. As those who believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, has forgiven us of our sins, our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and God the Creator is our Heavenly Father who calls us His children and has committed Himself to taking care of us and given His whole Bible to us to remind us over and over and over again that He loves us, cares for us, and have no need to worry. You're listening to In Touch the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. His message on overcoming worry continues tomorrow. God promises to always provide for every believer. Especially in anxious moments, remember to meditate on the Lord's loving care and find His perfect peace overwhelming your fears. To listen again, click on Today on Radio at InTouch.org. While you're there, Look around our website to find many resources that can help you get to know Jesus better and trust Him more fully. And if you go to our bookstore page, you can order a copy of today's complete message, Overcoming Worry. Again, you'll find these resources at intouch.org or call 1-800-IN-TOUCH. To write to us, address your letter to In Touch, Post Office Box 7900, Atlanta, Georgia, 30357. What concerns you the most? Hear how you can deal with it coming up in today's Moment with Charles Stanley. Dad, Dad, Dad. What, buddy? Did you wear a ground-off gift? You still want to get the same one we talked about last night? Yes. I think we got it. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Come on in. Oh, thank you, Nolan. The prayer blanket. The prayer blanket. <laughs> Merry Christmas, buddy. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, Christmas is a time of sharing. Go to intouch.org slash store to find gifts that bless for the Christmas season. In our spiritual journey, we often have questions. How do I know God's will for my life? Does God hear my prayers? Why do bad things happen? The answers are found in the Word of God. But how do we know where to start? The free In Touch devotional can help point you in the right direction with biblically-based content from Dr. Charles Stanley. You'll gain insight and wisdom through daily devotions, Bible studies, and more. The In Touch devotional, delivered monthly to your mailbox. Subscribe for free at intouch.org slash daily. You're listening to In Touch. Do you worry about what to do next, or do you allow God to guide you? With Insight for Believers, here's A Moment with Charles Stanley. You don't fret and fume and think, well, suppose this, suppose that. Well, if he's who he says he is, I don't have to worry about those things. That's why he says, don't be anxious. Why? If I really believe he's in control, if I really believe that, then I don't have any reason to be anxious. I can just trust him. For example, two issues that have come up in my life, and I was asking the Lord to give me direction. Well, I was just reading along, and I just happened to be reading in the 119th Psalm, because I love that whole passage. It's all about the Word of God. So I was just reading along, and in this 119th Psalm, and the 20, 126th verse says, it is time for the Lord to act. 
So I said, okay, I'm going to be listening, Lord. Well, then I was reading along, and um, I wasn't looking for anything, and I came to this verse, the Lord will accomplish what concerns me. I thought, well. And then I'm over here in Isaiah for some reason, maybe a couple of weeks or so apart, or whatever it might be. And then I came to this passage, and I wasn't looking for these verses. God knows I was not. And I came to this verse, because I was asking, Lord, how are you going to do this? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will accomplish this. God spoke to my heart in three sequence of phases of what I was concerned about. He says, I'm getting ready to do something. I'm going to accomplish what concerns you. You let me do it. This is the word of God. And he applies this to our heart in the way we need to hear it. Believers look forward to eternity with God in heaven and have his help in this life right now. Learn about being a Christian at intouch.org. And if you have a story about how God's grace has touched you through this program, we'd love to hear it. Tomorrow on In Touch, after hearing today about the many consequences of being anxious, Friday, we'll hear how we can live free from the grip of worry on In Touch, the teaching ministry of Dr. Charles Stanley. This program is a presentation of In Touch Ministries, Atlanta, Georgia, and remains on this station through the grace of God and your faithful prayers and gifts. We're going to break point a daily look at an ever-changing culture through the lens of unchanging truth. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street. In the competitive world of online status mongering, courage involves a little more than clicking like or earning a mention in a post that could risk losing a follower or two. Real courage is, of course, something else entirely. It's about doing the right thing when there are real costs at stake. It's taking an unpopular stand, even a dangerous one, when sitting back and doing nothing would be far easier. During the darkest days of communist tyranny in Europe, governments would spout their dangerous nonsense and citizens were expected, often by intimidation, to act as though their folly were true. To refuse meant to be socially ostracized and police supervised, not to mention facing the loss of opportunity and freedom and the compromise of personal safety. So most citizens ducked their heads and did what they had to to survive. Others, however, made a difficult choice, the choice to stand up. Their courage did not always entail taking up arms or taking to the streets, but in a world where dissent was costly, to simply refuse to go along. Among those who showed that kind of courage was the Mendova family of Czechoslovakia, a family that's featured in the book Live Not By Lies by Rod Dreher. As Dreher wrote, quote, she was a dissident. She kept the family together when the communists put her husband in prison. When Vaclav was tempted by an offer to accept exile in exchange for liberty, she bucked him up, told him that the things they were fighting for were worth suffering for, too. Journalist Terry Mattingly put it this way, quote, It didn't matter if the communists had imprisoned her husband, the late Vaclav Benda, a leading Czech dissident and Catholic intellectual. It didn't matter that state officials had bugged their flat near the medieval heart of the city. And it didn't matter if a friend showed up after being tortured at the secret police facility just a block away, end quote. They were faithful through years of pressure, threats, and fears, and Camila Bendova showed her children, local students, and fellow citizens throughout that resistance is not futile. 
her life is a lesson to us in this cultural moment. Though what we face is less openly dangerous, it's still confusing and consequential. Mattingly put it this way, quote, traditional families now face threats that are harder to identify than those of the communist era, says Camila Bendova. Warning children about the secret police is one thing. In a way, it may be harder for today's parents to convince their children to be truly countercultural in an age of social media narcissism, gender confusion, online pornography, and credit card materialism, end quote. Though we do not face the exact tactics of Marxist regimes, we do face the expansive power of a de facto social credit system. We're holding to the wrong opinion certainly comes with a social cost. In Britain, railing against Jewish people and the whole of Western civilization is completely acceptable, even encouraged, but silently praying outside an abortion clinic can bring a visit from the police. So for the Christian, now is the time for courage. The kind of courage that refuses to go along with dominant paradigms when it would be easier to just be quiet. The Mendova family knew that their children would require tools if they were to think critically and carefully about the world that they lived in. Our children will too, especially in this age of expressive individualism and ever-loud propaganda. So we can learn from Camila Mendova what this kind of intentional parenting entails. How Christians Can Have a Courageous Faith is the full focus of the 2024 Colson Center National Conference. It will be held May 30th to June 2nd in Arlington, Texas. And joining Camilla Bendova and Rod Dreher will be Dr. Albert Moeller, Father Calvin Robinson, Dr. Sean McDowell, Dr. Kathy Cook, author Neil Shinvey, and more. Only a few hundred spaces remain, so register by going to colsonconference.org. That's colsonconference.org. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with Breakpoint. Today's Breakpoint was co-authored by Dr. Timothy Paget. For more resources to live like a Christian, go to breakpoint.org.